Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah! Bow down your head and let's share a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the privilege to come before your presence and to hear your word. The Bible says that your word bringeth light and it bringeth understanding unto the simple. Therefore, this morning we pray in the name of Jesus that let your word bring light. Let your word bring understanding. Let your word bring healing. Let your word bring deliverance in Jesus' mighty name. I come against any familiar spirits. I bind any wicked spirit I want to take over the atmosphere this morning. We declare that let the power of God move than ever before in Jesus mighty name and everybody said an amen Amen. please be seated in heavenly places hallelujah amen amen and amen Amen. it's good to see you in church yes we're about sorry and this morning our pastor is not around he's preaching somewhere so he asked that I should preach to you. So don't worry. Next week, you will enjoy a very nice preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to thank God for his life. I want to thank God for Pastor Johnny. Pastor Johnny is a blessing to me and to my wife. And he's someone that I cherish very much. Amen and amen. amen. And wherever he is, we say God bless him. And may God continue to strengthen him so that he can do more for the kingdom. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for the life of our mother, Mama Dorothy. Oh, you didn't put your hands together. You see, when you celebrate somebody, your time will also come that people will celebrate you. Amen. So let's give a better clap offering to Mama Dorothy. Yeah. That is our mother. Amen. Amen. They said, behind every successful man, there is a woman. Is that what they say? Sir. Uh, is it behind or beside or where? Beside. Ah, okay. So beside every successful woman, there is a powerful woman. Hey. I didn't get it right. Beside every successful man, uh-huh. there is a powerful woman. Ah, okay. All right. All right. That's what they say. But it is true. Pastor Heves, what are you trying to say? It's not true. Put your hands together. Let's celebrate our mother. Amen and amen. Amen. And I want to celebrate all the pastors here. Shepherd's food, we are blessed with a lot of anointed pastors. Yeah, a lot of them. And I know what I'm telling you. People that can preach and heaven will come down. Me, when I preach, heaven cannot come down. But we have pastors here. When they preach, heaven can come down. Yeah, so that should tell you the caliber of pastors that we have here. Amen. Yeah. So, I thank God for their life. Amen. 
especially my friend and my brother Pastor Elvis it's a blessing to see all of you and I know that this morning they are with me they will be backing me with their spirits and I need that spirit for heaven to come down Amen. hallelujah and I want to thank God for all of you here God bless you for coming hallelujah we want to go into the word of God and this morning I'm going to teach for a short period because after service choruses are going to rehearse so we need to close very early so if you are a chorister please know that after service we are rehearsing and it's a very long rehearsal just get prepared for that that's why I'm going to close very early for us to do that hallelujah spirit of God please help my unbelief strengthen me to bring your word in power and in strength in Jesus name amen I want to share a sermon with you and the title of the sermon is seven habits of a godly life seven habits of a godly life you all bear with me that when you are a Christian and you become born again and you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior you can't just live your life anyhow you have to live your life according to the will of God. And there are things that you have to do as a Christian. And there are things that you must not do as a Christian. That is why this morning is very important that you give me your maximum attention. As we learn these seven habits that we have to inculcate as Christians to live a godly life. Now, what is a habit? When we say something is a habit, a habit is a routine or behavior that is regularly repeated. So anything that you repeat over and over again is what we call habit. It's something you do regularly without consciously thinking about it. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have habit of brushing our teeth. When you wake up, you have to brush your teeth. It's something that you've done over and over again. And the habit of bathing. It's just that some people don't have good habit of bathing. They don't like bathing. But you, you, you have to be bathing. And you should bath. Ajua, please bath. Hallelujah. Amen. So anything that you do over and over again that you, you, you don't think about it or you don't struggle to do it is what we call a habit. What is a godly life? Mind you, I'm sharing a message with you seven habits of a godly life. And we looked at what a habit is. Something that you repeat over and over again without any struggle. What is a godly life? 
A godly life is a life that is no longer seeking for self-satisfaction. True a sinful lifestyle. So a life that doesn't seek for self-satisfaction. True a sinful lifestyle. It is a life that is fully devoted to God and his will. So when we say a godly life, we are talking about a life that is not subjected to sinful nature. But it's a life that is subjected to the will of God. Devoted to the will of God. So this morning, as I'm talking about seven habits of a godly life, what I mean is that seven things you should do over and over again as you surrender your life to Jesus as your personal savior. Hallelujah. Habit number one. Habit number one. As a Christian, you have to have what we call the life of prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. A life of prayer. And that must be a habit. You must not be a Christian who struggles to pray. You must not be a Christian who struggles to talk to God. Prayer is when you communicate to God and God also communicates to you. So, as a Christian, you should have a habit of praying. You shouldn't struggle to pray. The way you don't struggle to brush your teeth, it should be the same way that you don't struggle to pray. Our Lord the Master Jesus Christ was on earth. He was a man of prayer. Jesus was a man of prayer. And if Jesus was a man of prayer, it means that you and I, we must also be people of prayer. We must be very serious about praying. In Mark chapter 1 verse 35 I'm going to use King James please Mark 1 35 Let's look at the life of Jesus And in the morning rising up a great war before they He went out and departed into a solitary place And there he prayed That is Jesus But who said in the morning Jesus rose up A great war before they and he went out. When was the last time you went out to pray as a Christian? But our Lord and Savior Jesus was a man of prayer. He was having um, a habit of praying. The Bible says that he rose up a great while before day. And he departed into a place that he could pray. Jesus was a man of prayer. Mark Matthew chapter 14 verse 23. I want to show you that Jesus is a man of prayer. Look at what the scripture says. And when he has sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain 
about to pray. This is Jesus. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Jesus went into the mountain and he prayed. And I'm saying that as Christians, we should have this habit of praying. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 6. You are looking at the life of Jesus. Look at the I'm saying that Jesus is a man of prayer. Are you there? Oh, or let's read Matthew chapter 26. Verse 36. Then come at Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And said unto his disciples, Sit here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell onto his face and do what? Prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus prayed. Luke chapter 5 verse 16. Luke chapter 5 verse 16. And he redeemed himself into the wilderness. What did he do? And he prayed. Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. That is when, when the disciples came to him. They said, Master, teach us how to pray. People come to you when they know that you know how to do something. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't know how to do something, there's no way that somebody can come to you. There's no way you can go to Pastor Elvis and say he should teach you how to speak Spanish. Pastor Spanish. Spanish. Okay, but you can go to him and ask him to teach you how to sing. Uh, uh, which one is he? Which one? Tobechuku. Yes, you can easily go to Pastor Elvis and say, Pastor Elvis, teach me how to uh, uh, sing Tobechuku. But hardly can you go to Pastor Elvis and say, Pastor Elvis, teach me how to speak Spanish or teach me how to speak French. So the disciples went to Jesus because they knew that. Jesus was a man of prayer. And they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus taught them how Jesus to pray. pray. So, people of God, we should have the habits of prayer. You might be somebody who don't struggle to pray. You might be somebody who don't struggle to pray. And don't joke with the power of prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't make anyone feel don't make anyone make you feel as though you love prayer too much. And people can really make you feel so. Not people outside the faith. But even people in the faith. Hallelujah. Amen. One day a sister was going through some challenges. And another sister went to her and they were chatting. And so sister A was going through some challenges and sister B went to her. And sister B told sister A that I think this thing that you are going through eh, you have to pray about it. We have to be prayerful about the whole thing. It's not just normal. Sister A said, why is it that you guys you are like that? Everything prayer, prayer. Why? 
And these are Christians. You see, if you don't pray about the thing, what do you want to do? Prayer is about you seeking the mind of God. Prayer is about you telling God that God, I cannot do without you. Prayer is about you telling God that God, in this situation, I need you to help me. Prayer is about God telling you what to do. So that is why we need to have the habit of prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Habits number two that we have to develop. So I'm teaching about seven habits of a godly life. Habit number two, we have to have the habit of trusting and having faith in God. My brothers and sisters in the faith, we should have the habit of trusting and having faith in God. God is a very great God. And when you have faith in when you have faith and you trust in God, you should know that he will come true for you. The God that we are serving is a very great God. And that is the person that I'm telling you this morning that you should always trust in God. Don't come to a point in your life that you you, you will not have a certain trust in God. Because when you do that, it's very dangerous. God is very great. Let's look at Psalm 103 verse 19. Let's look at how great God is. Psalm 103 verse 19. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture says that the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens. And his kingdom ruled over all. Look at how great God is. The scripture says that his kingdom ruled over all. You see, when we talk about kingdoms, a kingdom has what we call geographical limitations. So one of the powerful kingdoms in this country is the Asante kingdom. A very powerful kingdom. But ladies and gentlemen, the Asante kingdom is over certain geographical area. And it doesn't rule over people who are not in that, how do you call it, geographical Jurisdiction, yes. So the Asante kingdom is over the Asante people. It cannot happen that the Asante kingdom will rule over another kingdom. But look at our God. The scripture says that his kingdom ruled over all. The kingdom of God doesn't have any limitations. The kingdom of God ruled over all. And that is a person that I'm telling you this morning that you must have Trust in God. When we are talking about God, we are not talking about a small person. Do you understand this scripture? He said his kingdom ruled over all. The kingdom of God is not limited to only Ghana. It's not limited to only 
Voter region is not limited to only Togo, but it ruled over all. We are singing, uh, that is a person that we have to learn and trust in. Him. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, the scripture says that trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, please help me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean up on thy own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. We have to trust God. So it's a habit that you must have. You should not struggle in this life to trust God. Don't come to any juncture of your life that you feel as though you don't want to trust God again. If that things are working, you should trust God. If they are not working, you should trust God. If things are good, you should trust God. If things are not good, you should trust God. The Bible says his kingdom ruled over us. And God can never get it wrong. Don't get to a point in your life that you feel that I don't want to trust God again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Chair, this morning I want to encourage you that you have to be somebody who has the habit of trusting God in difficult situations, in difficult times. Have your trust in God. Have your trust in God. If it's working, have your trust in God. If it is not working, have your trust in God. Either you have a baby or you don't have a baby, have your trust in God. If you have money or you don't have money, have your trust in God. Have trust in God. Understand that sometimes it gets very tough. But don't shake. Don't shake. The scripture says that trust in the Lord with all. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's a habit that we have to have. Habit number three. I want to talk about the habit of obeying God. Obeying God to the latter. It's a habit that you have to develop. People of God, we have to develop this habit. We should not struggle to obey God. We should not struggle to obey God. Because God is very great. And He knows what He, he, he has in store for us. The scripture says that eyes have not seen. Yes, have not heard. Neither has He entered into the heart of man. What God has in store for you. you have to obey God. Hallelujah. Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter 27 verse 10. Give me Deuteronomy 27 verse 10. Oh thank you Jesus. Look at what the scripture says. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God. And do his commandment. And his I command thee this day. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord. My Christian brother and sister, you should not struggle to obey the voice of God. You should not struggle to obey the voice of God. It's a habit that you have to develop. And every chapter of your life, always obey God. Deuteronomy 28, let's read from verse 1. We have to learn to obey God. 
and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the so Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I commanded this day the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth hallelujah we have to obey God ask yourself this question are you really obeying God or sometimes you obey, sometimes you don't disobey. But you have to be someone who obey God to the latter. Either it makes sense or not. You have to obey God. You see, Abraham obeyed God. Abraham, the scripture says that Abraham believed God Abraham, Abraham, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. He obeyed the voice of God. The song right now just wrote a song and say, When we walk with the Lord, Bro, when we walk with the Lord, will I help me in the light of His word? What a glory! Whilst we do His good will, we do His good will, He abides with us. Oh, Jesus. We will trust and we will obey. Oh, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Oh, trust and obey. There is no way there is no other way to be happy in Jesus to be happy in Jesus we have to trust and obey hallelujah we have to trust and obey God there is no other way to be happy in Jesus could you be that other time you, you, you are sad is because you don't obey the Lord. Church, let's learn to trust and obey God. Trust and obey God. The fathers of faith, they trusted God and they obeyed him to the latter. They obeyed the word of God. They believe in the word of God. Trust and obey. Hallelujah. Habits number four. That we have to develop. We have to develop the habits of meditating on the word of God. My brothers and sisters in the faith. This morning, we have to have that habit of meditating on the word of God. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. Verse Joshua, 8. The scripture says that this book of the law this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate during day and night. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says that the book of the law should not depart out of thy heart but you should meditate upon it day and night reading your Bible day and night 
meditating on the word of God. Now, when you do, do look at what he says that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have a good success. For you to have good success in this life, you need to meditate on the word of God. You must be someone who always meditates on the word of God. That is why we are doing reading to the Bible in one and a half years. But some of us, it's like when we see the scriptures, we just oh, tell him, let me go and work for Chinese man. I don't have time for this. Every morning by 6 p.m. Sorry, 6 a.m. The scriptures are there. Because our, our pastor wants us to always meditate on the word of God day and night. Hallelujah. Amen. The book of the Lord should not depart out of your heart. It should be a habit that you have. That all the time you read the Bible. It cannot be that the only book that you read are Anansi's stories. And what, what, what. Because I mean, what are some of the story books you read? And you don't like reading books. Because I doesn't like reading books. Or you like reading books. What are some of the books you read? Kokuanansi what? And the pots. Eh? Kokuanansi and the pots. In, in, in the chest of a woman. Those are wonderful books that you have to read. <laughs> but you should read the scripture as well. Yes, also okay. He said you shall meditate upon it day and night. Day and night. When you do so, so yes, your way what will prosper. Way? Hallelujah. Amen. And you will have a good success. I read a scripture in Psalm 63 verse 6 to 8. And I said, David, no wonder God said this man is a man after my own heart. Look, look at what he said. He said, when I remember thee on my bed, it means that this is someone when he goes to bed, he's meditating on the word of God. You, anytime that you go to bed, the only thing that you remember is, is, is cartoons. Or you are doing calculations. Tomorrow I have to solve this one. I mean, David says that when I remember thee on my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. So there is someone who wakes up in the night and he meditates on the word of God. Continue. Because that has been my help. So he, he meditated on the word of God and he said, God, you are my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul follow hard after thee. Thy right hand upholded me. The only way that your soul can follow hard after the Lord is that in the verse 1. When you meditate on his way, when you meditate on his way, your soul will follow hard after him. When we say your soul follow hard after the Lord, it means that you always long to be in the presence of the Lord. You always long to do the things of God. He said, my soul follow hard. Why? Because I meditate on the Lord. Hallelujah. So you, you, you cannot be a Christian that you don't read your word. You <laughs> like asking someone, when, when was the last time you read your Bible? He says, I can't remember. What's 
wrong with you? Like seriously, you can't remember the last time you read your Bible. And you are a Christian. Oh, come on. There's something wrong somewhere. There's something wrong somewhere. And if you are here, you are struggling to read your Bible. May the grace of God enable you to read your Bible. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Because we need to meditate on the word of God. And when we meditate on the word of God, our soul will follow hard after you. That is why nobody can take you out of the faith. If your soul follows hard after the Lord, nobody can take you out of the faith. No matter what you go through, you will always be in the faith. We need to read the word. We need to meditate on the word. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to meditate on the word of God. It's a habit that you have to have. Habit number five. I'm about to close. Today we are not preaching giddy giddy Yes. Habit number five. The habit of depending on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the habit of depending on the Holy Spirit. My Christian brother, my Christian sister. The Holy Spirit must be someone that you always communicate with. In John chapter 6, verse John chapter 16, verse 7. Jesus says that it is very important that I go. It is very important that I go. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So that is the replacement of Jesus. Jesus says, I have to go. And I will send you someone called the comforter. The Greek word is the alos parakletos. I'm going to send him to you. But I have to go. And now the Holy Spirit is with you. You have to engage the Holy Spirit. You have to. You have to. You have to talk to the Holy Spirit. You can't just take decision without engaging the Spirit. You can't just enter into that marriage without engaging the Spirit. You can't just go to school and say that this is a course that I'm going to read without engaging the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to obey the Spirit. Depend on the Holy Spirit. Some of us, it's like we even listen to the voice of our friends more than the voice of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is with you. That in Bible says that the Spirit is in us and he cries, Abba Father. The Spirit is in you. That decision that you are going to take, the Spirit is in you. Yeah. So most of the time, we do things and regress at and regret at the end of the day because we didn't involve that most of the time most of the time most of the time most of the time you have to involve the Holy Spirit you have to involve the Holy Spirit one of the people that when you talk to all the time that she will always direct you. Have you prayed about it? What is the spirit saying? It's Mama Dorothy. Maybe something that she herself she doesn't 
prayer life. But anytime that your mama Dorothy and she's talking to you, she will ask you, have you prayed about it? What is the spirit saying? It's something that is common with her. And I don't know, maybe she does it unconsciously. I want you talk to her almost all the time. Have you prayed about it? What is the spirit saying? You need to pray about this. You need to inform the Holy Spirit. What is the spirit saying about that decision that you want to take? It's a habit that you have to have. Yes, my brother. Yes, my sister. We need to involve the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Give me Ephesians chapter 5. Let's read from 18. Ephesians 5.18 Look at what he said. And be not drunk with wine. Wearing excess. By filled with the Holy Spirit. By filled with the Spirit. By filled with the Spirit. You might be someone who is always filled by the Spirit. It's a habit that you should have. And don't struggle to involve the Spirit in your life. Don't struggle. Don't struggle. Major decisions in your life. You need to involve the Spirit. And when you really involve the Spirit. You see that maybe you want to do this and you involve the spirit. And the spirit asks you to do it this way. When you go to your pastor and say that pastor, this is what I want to do. You see that what your pastor will tell you it will click. It will click. You feel it within you. You feel it. You have the Holy Spirit. And have the habits of involving the Holy Spirit in any decision don't joke with it it's a habit that we have to develop to involve the Holy Spirit don't just follow things this world is more spiritual than physical you have to be spiritual you have to involve the Spirit yes there are people when they are going to do things they go to others to tell them this, this, what should I do? They will read their palms and all that. But you and I, we don't have anyone to read our palms. We have someone who is very powerful than all these people. It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit. One day someone called me and says that my money is missing. And, and and the people in my house say that I should go and see Malam. Because the money was a bit heavy. And the person was telling me that I'm going to see a Malam. And this person is a pastor. <laughs> Ordained. Appointed. Not in this church, please. I have pastors in other places. <laughs> and, 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 and you don't know the church. Don't even think that and you know the church. And when he said the thing, I was like, ah, what are you saying? You are going to see a malam. Because I think the auntie told him that there is a malam around somewhere. When you go, the malam will mention the person's name. And you go and take that money. And I told the person that, Charlie, let's talk to God. Let's involve the spirit. In three days time, let's see what God will do. And God exposed the person. See, you have to involve the spirit. The Holy Spirit is very powerful. It says that most of the time we don't really know who the Holy Spirit is. That 
That is why a Christian will feel like I have to go and see Malam for him to tell me where my, my money is. Once you have the spirit in you that you can wake up and speak Makapasatalababa. Riba Santa Yabasikata. Oh Lord, this decision that I'm about to take. Masuka Bandele Makapatalaba. Should I go or should I not go? Should I go or should I not go? Spirit of God, should I go or should I not go? Then I should relax. Now, to hear a spirit cry. Go. That's it. You have to involve the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Habit number six. Habit number six. The habit of giving to God and his people. We have to have that. I said a habit is something that you don't struggle to do. And you must not struggle to give to God and his people. It's a habit that we have to inculcate as Christians. That we don't struggle to give to God to help the house of God. And we don't struggle to give to others. In Luke chapter 6 verse 38 the scripture says give and it shall be given unto you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down and shaking together and running over some men give into your bosom. For the same measure that ye met without be measured Give! You must have the habit to give. To the things of God. And don't listen to people who talk anyhow. How can you tell me that as a Christian, if yes, I go to church, I should give. Pastors are taking money. No, how can you tell me this? And some of us will believe in those things. That you shouldn't give. If you don't give, how would the church run? No, no. You let's put other things aside and just use, sorry to use this word, common sense. If you don't give, how would the church run? How do we pay the light bill? How do we help others? Your chair that you are sitting on. So it means that when you come to church, you are coming to sit on the on the floor. Yes. You have to give to the things of God. And don't let anyone confuse you in this life. Don't let them confuse you. A lot of things coming up on social media. Sometimes I see them and I say, these guys, they don't know what they are doing. That I shouldn't give. I want to give. In 2 Corinthians, um, give me verse 9 to 7. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A scripture just dropped into me. He said, Every man according as he has purpose in his heart. So let him give. As you have purpose in your heart. So let him give. Not gradually or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. You must not give out of, out, out of any, um, um, how do you call it, struggle, out of any. Don't give gradually or out of necessity by force. Nobody is forcing you to give in the house. Nobody is forcing you. It's just that, I mean, some in some cases we see that. But in most of the cases, there's nothing like that. Nobody is forcing you. There's no gun on your neck that tell you today if you don't give, we'll give you machine gun. No. No. You have to purpose in your heart. You have to understand that I'm in a church that we have to pay light bills. I'm in a church that we have to build a church building. I'm in a church that 
um, 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 we have to visit prisoners. I'm in a church that we have to buy nice chairs. Very soon we'll have a nice chair Amen. and a nice church. Amen. Air conditioned church. Amen. And the way you are saying the amen, you now if you say give, you are saying pastors want to chop your money. Is it nice? He said, every man according as he has So let him give. Not gradually or out of necessity. Or out of necessity. For God loves what? A cheerful giver. So, and it should be a habit that we have. Hallelujah. Amen. It should be, don't struggle with it. Some of us, we are Mr. and Mrs. Armstrong. Uh-huh. Eh? Mr. If you are a man, you are Mr. Mr. Armstrong. If you are a woman, you are Mrs. Armstrong. It's like you don't want to give. Even when you want to give, you are coming to give some to Ghana be. And so when you are coming to church, you divide the money in your pocket. Where, where? And you know the one that you give to Ghana. Most of the time, it's at the right pocket. Purpose in your heart. That I'm giving to God. Purpose in your heart. That I'm giving to others. I have. And I must help others. I'm not the only one who's supposed to enjoy it. I have to help help others as well. Hallelujah. And the last habit that we have to develop for a godly life is the habit of forgiving others. The habit of forgiving others. Hallelujah. We should be people who easily forgive. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't struggle to forgive people. Amen. Amen. One day in this church, I had two ladies fighting. And they came to me. They said, Oh, Pastor, this one did this, this one did that. I said, Okay, it's fine. Do you know something? Forgive your sister. Forgive. Then one lady says, Okay, it's okay, I'm okay with that. Then the second one said something that I was very surprised. She said, Pastor, we, we were sitting here, somewhere here, after service, somewhere here. She said, Pastor, I will never forgive this girl until I die. These are people who came to church. Daddy, I, I was shocked. Ah, what are you saying? He said, Pastor, I want to repeat it for you to know. I will never forgive this girl until I die. And I told her she didn't speak well. You can't speak like this. So, this. so I've stopped church. This this day, I've see, she's been going to another church. I've been seeing her. And when she sees me, she passed by. And I call and say, hello, how are you? Are you fine? She'll give strong faith. Oh, I'm fine. I'll say in my mind that. You see, you are going to church, but you are wasting your time. So it doesn't mean that that church, no one will offend you. And this offense wasn't in the church. Oh. I think they were, they were roommates. They were roommates. And something happened between them. He said, Pastor, I will never forgive her until I die. We cannot do that as Christians. We should have the habit of forgiving. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. The habit to forgive. He said, Be angry and say not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Move on. 
Neither give place to the devil. Anytime that you make the sun go over your raft, it means that you are giving place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. Forgive your wife. Forgive her. Forgive her. She's sorry. Forgive her. Oh, Mr. Man. Your wife says she's sorry. And you can't forgive her. Ah, don't do that. Yes, sir. Forgive your husband. Eh? We, we, we are sorry. We are sorry. Forgive us. That's all. They will move on. Say, don't let the sun go over. Neither give place to the devil. We have to forgive. Quaristers, in the choir, learn to forgive one another. Amen. Learn to forgive. If Pastor Ivy didn't talk to you, well, forgive him. He's my brother. Come to me. I'll sort him out for you. I'll sort him out. I know how to sort Pastor Ivy. Forgive, brother, brother Godfrey. If he doesn't play the keyboard well, forgive him. Forgive him. Don't put things in your heart and say, I'm going to forgive. I'm not going to Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians. 4 verse 30. Let's read our last scripture then we go. 4 verse 30. He said, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God where ye are sealed unto the day of the day. Move on. Let's all, I want us to read together, okay, as a church. This is the last scripture that we'll read and we'll close. Let's go. Let's all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Continue. That's all. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Let all bitterness. All wrath. Evil speaking. Be put away from you. Hallelujah. Amen. Be put away from you. With all malice. Continue on the scripture for me brother. And be kind one to another. Be kind one to what? Another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God for Christ's sake had forgiven. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. Pastors, we have to forgive our church members. Church members, we have to forgive our pastors. We have to walk in forgiveness. We have to walk in forgiveness. And when we walk in forgiveness, God will also forgive us. If you don't forgive your friend, and you are praying to God to forgive you, how is it possible? How is it possible? Some of us, we even we even put people in our hearts, and the, the person that you put in our heart, the person doesn't even know that he's done something wrong. The person doesn't know anything, oh. but when you see the person, it's like you are boiling. Let it go. You are a Christian. Let it go. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, but you are a Christian. Let it go. And if you are in this church, one of the things that you should learn is to forgive other people. Because when you look at our pastor, he's someone who forgives. When we talk about forgiveness, it's okay, let it go. That is a pastor that And I pray that the grace to forgive others will come upon us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of words, but the time is up. Can you be on your feet? And let's praise God. Yeah.
Put your hands together. Let's go on, some, go on, some, go on, some. Seven habits of a godly life. Habit number one, the habit of prayer. Habit number two, the habit of trusting and having faith in God. Habit number three, the habit of obeying God. Habit number four, the habit of meditating on the word of God. Habit number five, the habit of um, uh, meditating now the habit of depending on the Holy Spirit yes. habit number six the habit of giving to God and the church the habit number seven the habit of forgiving others I want to lift up your voice for a minute and just pray to God that he will give you a certain heart not to struggle with these things Maybe among the seven, you have some fuels that you are struggling with. Lift up your voice and talk to your father. I don't know, maybe you are struggling with forgiveness. Or maybe you struggle to give. Or maybe you struggle to pray. Or maybe you struggle to forgive others. Or maybe you struggle to depend on the Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice and say, Father, help me. Help me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Every head bow and every eye closed. If you are here, you don't know Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. You are not born again. There is no way that you can even develop this habit of godly life. First of all, you need to accept Jesus in your heart. Then when he comes into your heart, he's now going to help you to, to develop those habits. You want to say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I want him to come into my heart. I want him to be my Lord and personal Savior. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. I can see your hand, my brother. I can see your hand. I can see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Say this prayer with me. Church, let's all say, say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you this afternoon for your word. Thank you for dying on the cross just because of me. This afternoon, I know I'm a sinner. I am not righteous. Please come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me by your blood. And write my name. In the book of life. Thank you Jesus. For accepting me. Just the way I am. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.